During every conversation and interaction with someone, you exchange energy. It's done with looks, posture, words, emotions, thoughts, and it mixes with your frequency, causing either harmony or chaos. Imagine now that you interact with several people in a day or even an hour, and you've got all that energy mixed in with yours. And if you ever look at how waves interact, you'll find that your nice high amplitude single frequency starts looking like a jagged little mess. And that's how you kind of feel at the end of a day. And if you're empathetic or sensitive and you're unaware of how to keep your own energy intact and theirs away from you, you probably feel drained or tired. There are two primary ways you interact or exchange energy with other people from an energetic point of view. One is near field interactions, that is that they have to be in proximity to you in order for you to feel that effect. And the other is distance interactions and they can be in the same room, but they can also be all the way around the world. So today I'm just going to talk about the distance interactions and next time I'll talk about what I call near field interactions. So listen in to discover what you can do about keeping your energy clear and focused so you can have the best relationships, the best job, and the best life. You're listening to Scientific Healing and I'm Dr. Anastasia Chavales. You might be wondering what relationships and healing have to do with one another. It's because your emotional state influences your health. In fact, research shows that the most important factor in your life for health, wealth, and happiness are your relationships. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for interacting with others positively and effectively. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash relationship to learn how to be energetically attractive to others and magnetically attract the right people to you. Now, as I mentioned, there are two ways we exchange energy with others. So picture this scenario. You meet with your critical mother and she says that if you had tried harder, your marriage wouldn't have crumbled. If you buy into that idea, the least little bit, your energy is knocked off of you and she scoops it up in her self-righteousness. You know, does that sound familiar? I've had this happen to me. Critical parents are a whole other topic, suffice it to say. They don't have to say much to bring you into that sort of dynamic with them. It could be just the look and a look at maybe what the way you're dressed or your hair is done or the suit you're wearing. You feel that criticism. It's like what, what people call the mommy look, right? You basically crumble. And this is, this is what falls under the category of distance interaction because you know, you can be talking on the phone. I used to live in Germany and my mom in California and she'd talk to me for five minutes and I'd be in a funk for a month, right? So there was an energy exchange right there. This process is called courting, which is a line of energy between you and other people. And in that line of energy, you exchange. And there's only one appropriate 
chord that you should have with people, and that is you connect heart to heart to exchange love. But basically, you can be attached anywhere in the body, right? And I, that's also a whole other topic. But if it's anywhere else, it's an unhealthy interaction. And you can't dissolve the heart-to-heart -heart interaction. That stays permanently. And so there is scientific evidence that this kind of energy exchange happens. We've done tests on people and we show that the energy field around the critic will grow while the energy field around the victim will shrink. And you might even call that person drawing off your energy an energy vampire. To tell the truth, they're not really aware they're doing it because they've been allowed to do this for so long to so many people and have gotten away with it. And then, of course, if one person says no, they just move on to the next victim, right? It has been their means of survival. So you and I have to teach them a new way of interacting with you. And what happens after that is either your relationship shifts towards positive or they move on. In either case, it's a win-win situation and it's totally worth the effort. So how do you heal your energetic connection? The first step is to reclaim all your energy back while releasing theirs out of you and giving it back to them. And then the next step is to suffer the unhealthy connections. And so here are some ways that you could do it without energy healing. It's, a, it's an energy healing in some respect, right? So here's some of the things that I did before I learned how to do the kind of work that I do. And you, so the first step, one of those examples is you've been given a lot of labels, many of them not so flattering, by those people that have sapped your strength. And you've taken them on. If you didn't take them on, you wouldn't be drained of energy. So the, the labels or name calling can't affect you if you let the criticism fall off you like you're made of Teflon. That's a really good visual, right? So you just can imagine that you're made of Teflon. If somebody criticizes you, it just falls off. And one of the ways I cleared the label was I got a little gift box and I sat down and I had a bunch of cards and I wrote each criticism on a little card. So the labels, you know, I called them my labels, labels, incompetent, lazy, stupid, bitch, dimwitted, selfish. And I wrote them down one by one and I put them in this little box. It's just a little box about the size of a, you know, three by five card box. And after I had finished putting all the labels that I wanted to release out of my body, and I just imagined that the labels were coming out of me, right? They're just coming out of me. They didn't belong to me anymore. And when I was done with it, I put a little bow on it, <laughs> tied a little, made a pretty little bow, and then I put a label on it, and I wrote two, and then the person that has criticized me, two mom, to my ex, right? Whatever I, I put on there. And then I burned the box and let spirit carry it away. So it was symbolic of me not having that energy in me anymore, 
So that is a really cool way to release it. And when I did it, I was like this big weight lifted off of me. And then there's a second step to that is that I made a list of positive qualities or uh, an inventory, a positive inventory. Because most of the time when you make a fearless inventory about your qualities, you usually make the bad qualities come up. <laughs> so I decided that enough of the criticism, let's put down all the good qualities. And so then I own those good qualities. I reclaimed my power by, by doing this second step, right? So here's a, another thing that I did that was giant relief out of me to release that pent up uh, energy of somebody else and reclaim my own energy. So I had a particularly noxious conversation with my mom who again criticized the way I was raising my children. Of course, she didn't see anything. She lived in California and I was in Germany at the time. And I had two children, eight and five, and I was raising them alone at this point. So I got one of those dandelion forks, you know, the things on the long stem with the little fork. And I went out in my backyard and I had a number of dandelions that grew in my lawn and my garden. I had a little veggie garden out the back. And so I just took each dandelion and I just pierced the ground with all my strength and I go, take that, get out of my head. I'm not listening to this criticism anymore. Take that, get out of my body. And I get this fury away from me. I don't need to live with you. How dare you say I'm not taking good care of my children. And each weed, each weed that I got pulled out and I released out of my lawn, I felt like I released those feelings out of my body. It's like, you know, in energy healing, those emotions get trapped along the meridians of your body. And I just felt like everything started to flow more freely again. And afterwards, my voice changed. It became a lot more melodic instead of monotonic and kind of like dead, right? And so, I did a number of things because I didn't have the energy healing at my disposal. So I also wrote journals every morning because I was going through a lot of turmoil during my divorce. And so sometimes it'd be five minutes, sometimes 10, sometimes 90 minutes. And I just kept writing what was in my thoughts, whatever came into my thoughts. If I was upset, I'd just keep writing until the, the anger or the upset was gone because as soon as I was upset it was like somebody stole all my energy out of me and my thoughts would swirl around and around in my head and I couldn't get anything done so I just wrote them all down and every time I wrote something down that was meaningful and helpful it's just like another bit of wind calmed down and then another bit of wind calmed down and I was able to reclaim my sanity and my calmness right and then the last thing that I'm going to mention is I took a baseball bat to my pillow <laughs> so my son's plastic he was five he had a plastic baseball bat he played kind of like a wiffle ball with it or whatever they call it and uh, with a soft bait squishy baseball in the backyard and I started a dialogue with my pillow with that baseball bat and I was waving the baseball bat and I, 
I knew that I'd buried a lot of anger inside me because it was wreaking havoc on my body. Not only with my husband or ex-husband he was I was divorcing at the time but also with my mom and when I was little my mom never allowed me to get angry she would punish me how dare you get angry at me right how dare you so I use the same language to release that anger so I took that baseball bat and as every time I hit the pillow, I needed to release the anger. So I hit the pillow and I would, I would yell at the pillow, how dare you send me into the world defenseless? I needed to be able to get angry, but instead I buried it. So take that, I need to get angry. It's okay to get angry. Anger is a defense. I needed to know my boundaries were violated. And uh, so there were lots of things that happened because I wasn't able to tell when my boundaries were violated, when somebody crossed them. And so this was another release. And it was uh, <clears throat> really, uh, you know, I changed after the last one, because I did all of these things over the course of one to two years. And after the last, my voice really changed. I changed. I became more real. I became more open instead of hiding myself for fear that I would get criticized and yelled at. I was no longer anchored to my two worst critics, which was my mom and then my ex-husband, who were both very critical and very similar in that way. And to protect myself from reinfection of this relationship, uh, and to protect yourself from reinfection of any relationship, you use the cords, you imagine those lines of energy connecting to those people and then you just use you can either use your hand or you can use a selenite rod or anything else and you just cut down your cords cut the cord anytime you think of that person anytime you have feelings towards that person if they're not forgiving loving gratitude as long if they're you know jealousy rage uh, anger shame, guilt, sorrow, you know, any of those feelings that are down at the bottom of the scale, just cut the cord and let that go because you do not want to reconnect with that person on that level. So, and all these steps go a long way to reclaiming your strength. And, um, and I'll bet that you have your own process. You know, if, if you've been listening to this and you go, oh yeah, I, I remember I did that, or oh, instead I did this. I'm sure you've got your own processes, whether it's writing, physical exertions. Sometimes I'd go running and stomp the ground, you know, right? Screaming, right? Screaming, it's like really primal and it's very helpful. Or a combination of all of them, whether it's mental, you know, physical, writing, anything, it will go a long way to releasing those pent up feelings so you don't have to have them anymore that are connected to those people. In other words, that's the way you exchange energy with them. And then at last, in the energy healing realm, there's a process called soul retrieval in the shamanic system. 
And you can experience this in the five-step relationship healing program that you can find at scientifichealer.com forward slash relationship. When Sue went through this program, she had a very difficult relationship with her sister. So she had two sisters, Joe and Marianne. One was loving and supportive while the other was contentious. And whenever the extended family got together every December for the holidays, family members dreaded the inevitable discomfort between Sue and Marianne. Marianne, the, who was the younger one, was totally touchy with anything Sue had to say, while Sue didn't understand what it is that she said that was so upsetting. It was one of those vicious cycles with no beginning and no end, right? So <clears throat> during the this shamanic process, which is step two of the program. She went through that last November. And she gave, Sue gave Marianne her energy back. And she went home to the dreaded Christmas family get together to find that instead of contentious, Marianne was receptive, easygoing, even laughed with her older sister. And Joe, the middle sister, was shocked at this development as were the rest of the family members. Sue came back to thank me for this process and how it healed the whole family and they now look forward to their family get-togethers. It's a really big family. So you can claim this program for free at scientifichealer.com forward slash relationship. So next time you'll hear about healing the near field interactions rather than the distant interactions. So I hope you enjoyed this program and I look forward to seeing you next time. If this broadcast was helpful, please give it a five star thumbs up rating, share it with your friends and please subscribe to my channel. I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Until next time, this is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis.